Euro 2020-21 on the Soccer Gambling Podcast, simulcasting on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, is presented by Winbet. Get started today and you'll get a risk-free bet up to $500. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by Roman. Roman is a straightforward way to take care of your erectile dysfunction. Just go to getroman.com slash SGP to get $15 off your first month of treatment. That's getroman.com slash SGP. Also brought to you by PropSwap. PropSwap is America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com and the promo code SGP. Finally, we're also brought to you by the SGPN app. Our app is now live in the App Store and the Google Play Store. The SGPN app gives you easy access to our picks, podcasts, and it's the exclusive place to enter all our contests, including our $1,000 NBA Finals free roll. Just enter SGPN in the App Store or the Google Play Store today. This is your Euro 2021 Group E preview here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast, simulcasting on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. You can follow me on the Soccer Gambling Podcast at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. You can follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on Twitter at the SGP Network. That's at the SGP Network. To get all of my official plays, head over to my website, lockbetting.com. Multiple packages there. You can just get bonus podcasts. You can get all of the podcasts that I do. You can get all of my official tracked soccer picks or all of my tracked picks for all sports. That includes the NBA, NBA playoffs. We've had an incredible first week in the month of June in the NBA playoffs. Have a good record in MLB this month, NHL. We also cover the tennis with the French opening happening now. We are heading towards the French Open semi-finals and we have Wimbledon at the end of the month and of course Euro 2021 all of my official picks will be given out over at lockbetting.com and we will be covering both Euro 2021 and the Copper America exclusively there over at lockbetting.com we will be doing a future show for the Copper America here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network and the Soccer Gambling Podcast but then we'll only be covering the latest stages the group covers the group stages will be covered exclusively on lockbetting.com also here this week on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, we will be doing an edition of the Fight Show. We'll be looking at the weekend's UFC card with three main events going down this weekend. Three five-round fights because Nate Diaz is going to be on that card and Israel Adesanya features as well. So make sure you check out the Fight Show and make sure you check out all of my content and make sure you are subscribed to the Soccer Gambling Podcast so you don't miss any of my content and leave me a review because that helps us get higher up on iTunes and helps 
helps us attract more sponsors. We are doing all of these, or I am doing all of these shows for free. I am spending hours and hours breaking down all of this analysis. And instead of just doing one big futures preview and giving all of this content to my clients, I'm giving you guys all of these group previews for free. So you are getting extensive information, extensive research, hours and hours of work that's been done by me, all condensed into 20, 30-minute podcasts. All you need to do is sit down with a pen and paper, take these leans and bet on whatever you love and you will make money during this tournament. You'll make a lot more money if you do sign up at lockbetting.com because that is a service where we have 96 months in a row. That's eight years of profit, not one losing month in eight years and we are going for the 97th but if you're not one of these people who who pay for picks and that's completely against your ethos even though it is a service that is fully transparent and tracked then you can use these podcasts to make money and if you are winning free money the right thing to do is to go onto iTunes and write a review we need those reviews we appreciate those reviews for this content that I'm churning out for you here every single day of my own back and I'll also be giving you a show every two days throughout Euro 2020 one. So if you appreciate the coverage, do the right thing, head over to iTunes sorry, and leave us a five-star review for the Soccer Gambling Podcast. Moving on to what we're here for, which is to break down Group E. This is a group that Spain are the favourites in. They have home advantage and they are without a doubt the top team here. It's not quite as easy, in my opinion, as the, the Holland group, but you can see a clear route to Spain reaching a quarterfinal in this tournament. There has been controversy with the Spain selection. Of course, Luis Enrique is a former Barcelona manager. There's a rivalry between Barcelona and Real Madrid and not a single Real Madrid player has been picked for this squad. Now, many will argue, well, Billy, Sergio Ramos was injured and when he did try and play towards the end of the season, he didn't look right. That's a valid point, but they also have Nacho at Real Madrid as well. I feel that there was a a statement made here. I don't know what he was trying to say. I don't know whether he was trying to just earn more heroic points from Barcelona supporters, but I don't think there's ever been a Spanish national squad that didn't feature one Real Madrid player. Perhaps it's indicative of where Real Madrid are at the moment because if you look at the key players in the Real Madrid team, they aren't Spanish and when they're looking at the Galacticos that Real Madrid are trying to sign despite having no money and being desperate to move into a European Super League, they aren't even being linked with any Spanish players and when you look through the Spanish team despite the fact that we are looking at them as considerable favourites here to win this group and looking like a team that will go further in this tournament, can you see any Spanish players that Real Madrid or Barcelona would really want? Are there any major world-class players any longer in this Spanish team? Now, this is a team that dominated European football with Tiki Taka by winning these European championships before and winning a World Cup as well back in 2010. But this isn't the same team anymore. And Tiki Taka has passed a lot of teams by. There's many tactics out there at the moment and tactics are periodic. They come and go. I remember when everybody played 4-4-2 and then wing-backs were very fashionable. And then when Jose Mourinho had success, it was fashionable to put a lot of men behind the ball and try and, uh, and, try and nick games 1-0 or, or break with the wingers, which is now a very popular mindset. Obviously now, 
how a lot of teams like to run more kilometres and press as high up the pitch and win the ball. But tactics are, are, are always in circulation. They will always get figured out and uh, different things will come into fashion at different times. But with Spain, they have remained consistent to the tiki-taka. Do they counter-attack a little bit? Yes. Do they press the ball? Yeah, of course they do. They, of course they press the ball. They haven't just sat there with 0% evolution over the years. But essentially, tiki-taka is what is at the heart of Spain and they will need to dominate ball possession in their games and look to break teams down. And uh, this was not a successful formula for a, Spanish, a famous Spanish manager, Pep Guardiola, in a champion league final when he decided to remove holding midfielders from his team when the speculation was whether he was going to play one or two holding midfielders he decided to do what Guardiola does and try to outthink himself and play no holding midfielders and subsequently the winning goal in that game came through a through ball right down the middle a 40 yard pass where a holding midfielder would be bang Two seconds later, Havertz scores and um, 60 minutes after that, Manchester City have not won the Champions League because of the poor tactical decision by Pep Guardiola, who's a big advocate of tiki-taka. Now, we have seen Manchester City evolve a little bit more into the press this season, but I haven't seen that exact evolution here from this Spain team. And I don't think we're going to see Spain implement revolutionary tactics as we move into this tournament. But getting through this particular group, what we're here to talk about, I don't see any issues with the likes of uh, Sweden and Poland and Slovakia here in this group. I would be surprised, very surprised, if Spain didn't progress with nine points. I think the only reason they wouldn't is if they win their first two games and can put their feet up for that final game. They're also one of these teams that have a home advantage here in this group. And quite frankly, other than Denmark, who are paired up against Belgium, I do like a lot of these home teams to make the most of it. It's very hard to make a case for the likes of England, Italy, and um, and uh, Holland, of course, not to win their groups. Obviously, uh, again, Germany are in that category where you look at their group with Denmark, you look at Belgium, with Germany, you look at the group of death. And I know a lot of you guys are very, very much looking forward to me covering the group of death tomorrow. But here they are. Uh, they are one of the teams that have that advantage. And I do think Spain will make the most of that advantage here and pick up at least seven points and end up winning this group. And then the path through to the quarterfinals doesn't look particularly difficult for Spain either. Now, the quarterfinals is where I think Spain's tournament will most likely end. From that point, they are playing the potential winner of an England versus the runner-up in Group F. So let's say, for example, that's Germany or Portugal. It will be Germany or Portugal versus England. And then the winner of that game will come up against Spain. Now, Last time England played Spain, they tore them apart in the Nations League. Last time they played in a competitive game. So I don't see what's changed there. It's very weird to be saying this when you look at them where Spain and England were 10 years ago. But at the moment, on paper, it's very, very difficult to see many Spanish players getting into the England team. That's really how much Spain have dropped. Now, I'm not saying this is a bad team. They've still got some very, very good quality players. They are still going to beat teams here in this tournament. They're still going to dominate ball position. They're still going to have a high expected goals ratio in this tournament but I think when you come to the quarterfinal stage as soon as they meet a big team head-to-head I think we'll be seeing the end of Spain it'll be interesting to see what comes through here in the next generation uh, for for Spain because um, a World Cup winning team and a European Cup winning team doesn't seem to be on the horizon if you're looking at the the two most powerful squads in Europe at the moment you have to be looking at um, Portugal and France and ironically if anybody there can get into the mix after that 
you would be looking at the Germans, although they do have a few weaknesses in defence. The same thing can be labelled at England. England are certainly a team that can get into the mix, but they also have defensive weaknesses. I think Belgium are going the other way, and I think Spain are going in the other direction for a long time. Italy, I think, will be an interesting team to watch. And uh, these are all, once again, are going to be the front runners when the World Cup comes along next year. Because for those of you thinking all of a sudden, all of these extra teams enter from all these different continents like South America, North America, Asia, Africa, etc., um, that I don't think that's going to make a, a massive difference to the, to the World Cup. I don't think Argentina and Brazil are particularly strong at the moment. I think the top teams in Europe are all stronger than the likes of Argentina and Brazil. So when you're looking at a team here like Spain, you have to think that not only are they just three or four players away, three or four world-class players away from being real challenger, get challenges again on the European front, they'll automatically become challenges again on the world front as well because Europe at the moment is the dominant force in world football and uh, Argentina and Brazil do have some serious catching up to do before we cover Qatar 2022. Looking at the odds here for the group, Spain are the clear one to two favourites to win it. More readily actually available at four to nine here. One to two is a price only available now in a couple of a couple of books. Poland are next at five to one. Joint five to one actually with Sweden. So second place will be interesting here in this group. With Slovakia way out there at 14 to one. Spain are one to 50 to qualify from the group. In fact, Spain have the least chance of being eliminated in the group stage out of all the top teams. Only a 2% chance that we lose Spain in the top, in, in, in this uh, early stage of the tournament. Poland four to nine to qualify. Sweden four to nine to qualify. It's 13 to eight on Slovakia. The runner-up market sees Poland and Sweden as joint favourites at seven to four. Spain 10 to three and nine to two on Slovakia. The last place finish sees Slovakia as the four to five favourite. I actually think that's decent odds there because it's difficult for me to see them not finishing last with Poland and Sweden both at three to one and Spain at a whopping 22 to one. The straight forecast market sees Spain one, Poland two at two to one, but it's also two to one on Spain one, Sweden two. Spain to win with Slovakia as the runner up is at 11 to two, Poland to win with Spain runner up 15 to two, Sweden to win with Spain runner up 15 to two and everything else is bigger than 20 to one. The dual forecast market, more of the same. Poland and Spain to finish in the top two, any order, 11 to 8. But Sweden and Spain, also 11 to 8, any order. 9 to 2, Slovakia and Spain, any order. 11 to 1 on Poland and Sweden to be the top two in any order. Then it's 22 to 1, Poland and Slovakia, and 22 to 1 on Slovakia and Sweden. The exact finish market sees 7 to 2 for both Spain, Poland, Sweden, Slovakia, and Spain, Sweden, uh, Spain, Sweden Poland, and Slovakia, bottom every. Everything else is bigger than seven to one. So the market tells you very, very clear favourite. And um, it's very difficult to, to see Spain doing anything but winning this group. I think this is a decent parlay piece here. So if you like another group winner, if you like Italy to take advantage of their home advantage, if you like Holland to be able to take advantage of their home advantage, even if you like England, although... I wouldn't advocate it because we just don't know how that group's going to play out in terms of the look-ahead situation with that last 16 tie. But I think these other three teams, the Italys, the Hollands, the Spains, are very, very solid. And um, I, I wouldn't dissuade you from parlaying those selections together. Who's going to go through with Spain? Well, it won't be Slovakia. I think there's a 60... Uh, I think I looked it up and there was a 63% chance of Slovakia finishing bottom of the group. Therefore, that 4-5, to five, which is a 56% 
56% chance, according to the odds, does represent some very, very good value. That's actually pretty illogical to be offering a 4-5 to five price with a 63% statistical chance that Slovakia do finish bottom of the group. So getting that at even money does give you some real value here for this one. Um, I said... Um, four to five, but actually it is available at even money. If you shop about four to five is the readily available price. And I'm trying to give as many widely available prices as I possibly can, because I sometimes am inundated with comments of, oh, I, my book can get this and my book can get that. First of all, as I mentioned on the on the sports gambling podcast show that I did, you do need as many books as you can. And especially you do need a good soccer book. I get a lot of stuff where people saying to me, I can't find both teams to score. I can't find teams to win to nil. Well, well teams are going to win to nil. There are good teams beat bad teams and the bad teams often don't score. So that is a bet that I like a lot. And also in, in attacking games, where teams can't defend, both teams will score in those games. So these are clear, crucial, crucial markets uh, that you have to have. And uh, make sure that you have a good soccer book if you are trying to bet the Euros this summer. As for second place, it is the exact toss-up that... Um, that people are making it out to be. I'm a little bit more sold on Sweden here, even though they haven't got Zatan Ibrahimovic. Um, they are marginally higher in, in my estimation than Poland. Um, they are equal second favourites here, according to the books. But I think that Poland are playing pretty poorly at the moment. Yes, they have Lewandowski, but they've just been held to a pretty poor 2-2 draw against Iceland coming into this tournament. You don't want to weigh too much into friendlies. But Sweden are a, are a decent team. They've already played Spain. They came second in the group to them in Group F in qualifying, winning six of their 10 matches and losing just one. So they will be familiar to this team. That one defeat came against Spain, who uh, who. Sweden drew with on Sweden's own turf. So that isn't going to be a foregone conclusion necessarily when Spain face Sweden, especially when you look at the familiarity aspect there into that one. Sweden also defend very well, keeping 50% of clean sheets in their group games and Poland don't defend very well at all. And that could be their problem here in terms of getting out of the group. The fact that, that they are a, a poor defensive side at the moment, although they kept 70% of uh, clean sheets in qualifying, they have been conceding goals ready at the moment. The difference though between those two teams is the fact that um, Sweden don't have Ibrahimovic and Lewandowski who's obviously a lot younger than Ibrahimovic and um, has been the best player of the year over the last 12, has been the best player sorry over the last 12 months carrying Bayern Munich to a Champions League in 2020. He can score crucial goals. He can score against anybody in this group. It's interesting that Robin Lewandowski is priced up at 2-1 to one to manage to score over two and a half goals in this tournament. He is the Polish striker who has netted 41 times this season for Bayern Munich. So he broke Gerd Müller's record scoring 41 times for Bayern. Uh, he scored six goals in qualifying for his country. So I think that he will be able to, to net some goals here, especially when you're looking at that Slovakia game. And um, and also, if you're looking at the possibility of all these teams beating Slovakia, Poland could still find a way into the last 16. So that may give you an extra game for Lewandowski to hit that three-goal mark that you need here to cash this bet. But I think at this moment in time, we're kind of just filling here when it comes to this group because for me it's a very very cut and dry situation in terms of Spain winning this group there's nothing else that I can see it's very very difficult to to make a to make a strong lean on either Poland or Sweden here to finish second in the group but I can categorically say that I believe that Slovakia are going to be the team that finish bottom
my lock for this group is going to be for Spain to reach the quarterfinals. If by some disastrous reason, Spain don't win this group and end up coming second and they don't have enough points to win this group, which I'll be stunned by, they still have the opportunity to reach a quarterfinal because as the second place team in Group E, they will face the second place team in Group D, which is very likely to be Croatia, unless England take the approach where they want to finish in second place, then England and Spain can actually end up meeting in the last 16 here, which would be a more difficult game for Spain. But I'm certain that won't happen because I'm certain that Spain will win this group. Seven points should be enough. And that will take this team into a last 16 game against a third place team from group A, B, C or D. So it's looking very much like Spain will reach the quarterfinal. And that is your lock here for this show. And that is it for your group E preview. I'll be back tomorrow with group F, the group of death. But until then, good luck with all your bets as always. And thanks for listening.